Hello and welcome to another episode of Lion City Rock. The well, oh, I almost said only, but now we're not. So the first, the first, the first. podcast, <laughs> the first podcast about Singapore's pop music scene. Um, you know, talking about all the things that you never knew you needed to know until now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and and I think before we get get on with anything, um, this is one thing that you guys need to know about the pop scene. Um. Kevin and I, well, we, we both play in a band called The Fast Colors. And um, we're just going to do this plug right up front. Uh, the Fast Colors will be doing a gig on 12th of March at the Festival Theatre at our Tempanese Hub. This will be a different kind of gig from what we usually do. It's a, it's a tribute gig to one of Singapore's uh, music heroes, Chris Ho, um, who sadly passed away last year. This tribute show to Chris Ho will be on uh, March the 12th at the, our Tempanese Hub Festive Arts Theatre. I think they'll be issuing out details as to how you can get tickets there. They're free, right, Kevin, for this show? Free, should be free. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, if you guys can come down for that show, please do so. Um, come and show your support. Not, not, not just only for the bands that are playing, um, but, you know, um, for, I guess, the whole of Singapore music and, and for Chris Ho, I mean, it, it's going to be quite a good show. Um, but yes, enough about the plug. Let's get on with um, what we're here today to do. <laughs> the season two's uh, episode two. Seems like Lion. forever. Seems like forever, man. Yeah. Although it was actually what what four hours since the last night. I don't know. <laughs> so um, as we embark on our new season, I think we mentioned this before, but we want to look at you know pioneering people in the scene. Uh, whether from the past or currently trying to pave their way through. Mm. Uh, yeah, and so season two, um, this episode, why am I saying season two? Episode two, um, mm. actually, we look, we're look. we going to talk to Case Wu. Yeah, um, Case, yes. When I, f- I mean, I first got to know well, years One of ago. the pioneers, yeah. In, in electronic music in Singapore. Uh, I, got it, I got to know him um, way back when. He had a, a very interesting uh, home, home studio setup. It was just, you know, keyboard, wall-to-wall keyboards and programming machines. and yep, right? yep. Yeah, so I mean, when you think about it, right, I mean, because like when I first heard like so-called synth pop, right, in mm. the 80s, and I do remember thinking, well, how do they do that, right? Because, you know, we didn't really have the stuff here in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's just one of those guys who really pioneered, right? At yeah. a time where... You know, you really need a lot of gear and equipment and, and yeah. know how you know to put it together. Just a simple thing you know, to put together. Yeah. Right? And I think sometimes yeah. we take that for granted because now you just press a button and it's there, right? Everything yeah. is there. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, re- I remember being like, wow, you can actually like, program like mm. beats and stuff like that in this yep. tiny little box. Wow. Yep. He, you know, yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, and, and he obviously, it was he who uh, also helped me get more interested into you know electronica and electronic music and stuff like that. I mean his his big I think one of his big big loves is Depeche Mode and he will tell you yes. he'll tell you that in the conversation that we have. <laughs> um but uh yes. yeah quite quite an interesting uh, um thing that he's done. I mean he's worked with so many different uh, yep. people as well. Kit Chan most notably like in the early two thousands. So it'll be an interesting uh, conversation with Case Wu. Yeah. And we, and we hope you enjoyed this one. Welcome to episode two. 
today we're, we're uh, quite excited because we're talking to somebody whom I think uh, uh, we think is a pioneer of um, the Singapore music electronic music scene um, back yeah. in the old back in the old days, right, Kevin? Mm, right. Um, if we talk about the the so-called indie years of the eighties and nineties, a lot of people are coming out with guitars. A lot of people are forming rock bands and stuff, indie bands. Very few people, very, very, very few people were just making music using, um, you know, keyboards, computers. Um, you know, I, 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 I distinctly remember this person because he taught me cool words like Proteus and Pro Tools <laughs> and Quantize and stuff like that. <laughs> I never heard of these things before. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he went on to do quite a, quite a few different uh, recordings as well as releases and, and doing uh, stuff with, with electronic music. Um, he was involved with, with a band called Days, which had a number one hit called Sexy Little Boy. He also had his own stuff with his, uh, with his own uh, label. He worked with people like Kit Chan. He worked with people like Sandy Lam. And uh, yeah, so here's the guy that we're all waiting to hear from, Mr. Case. Woo! Yay! Thank you guys, thank you guys. Hello, thank you, Chris and Kevin for having me. Case, so yeah. let's get started. Um, yeah. All right, so I think there's little doubt uh, that you are uh, one of the pioneers of the electronic music scene here in Singapore, right? So if you look at, I mean, in, I mean worldwide, uh, in terms of electronics, uh, music really came up kind of late seven mid to late 70s and really became quite commercial in the 80s with the, especially with the british synth pop and things like that right so when we by the time we come to the 80s and 90s i think that it is still not i mean right now if you think of electronic music like you just have you, you know there are so many available resources to to actually make electronic music but what was it like back then to do so and of course i just want to really go back to the origin and why electronic music? Why did you start doing electronic music? We had, we in the beginning. Okay, okay. I, I have to mention uh, that I was a fanboy of Depeche Mode. La. So, okay. so from, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> from primary school days, uh, what got me was the uh, all the sampling and, and, and you know, like yeah, they're hitting metal cans and sticks and stones and you're getting stuff, sounds, and sounds coming out of that. So of course later mm. on then you realize there's something called sampler and then you're triggering uh, uh trigger triggers uh, triggers. So right. so it started with all that. And uh th then after that, my the obvious thing to do was to to try to be like my heroes, uh, you know, like pick up keyboard, uh went for lessons a bit, but I quit because they were teaching London Bridge is falling down. I mean that wasn't what <laughs> <laughs> So I quit. Where where were you taking lessons? I remember it was uh Yauhan uh uh Tom Yamaha. Thompson Yauhan. There's a Kawai Music School. Oh yes, oh, yes, okay. the old one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I went for a month and then after I quit. So I went back, turned on the radio, and started to uh, I think I borrowed a keyboard from a friend. Then started to like tinker around, uh, listen, and 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 see if I can catch notes and so. I'm I'm only ear trained, but I still can't read notes. I can't, I can't, I can't read music. Uh, yeah, that's my disadvantage, lah. Well, that's how it started. From so, how old were you? How old are you? Uh, sixteen, fifteen. Okay, fifteen. Yeah, I I think that's uh, 
where when people are people, everything counts. Construction time again. I mean, those albums around that time. Yeah, I was about fifteen. Yeah. So so when did you kind of? How long did it take you to kind of figure it, figure things out, in order to actually make a song? Uh, actually, it was it. I I didn't think about how long it might take me. All I wanted to do was catch notes. And then within like weeks, months, you kind of figure that you hit certain keys and you kind of produce the kind of same key as uh, whatever you hear on radio. <laughs> nice. then, then you try to put that all together and then you get a cassette recording and you try to hit those keys and, and you know, like, like uh, everything counts. It's just those few notes. Yeah? We're not trying to play the whole song here. Okay. So, so with that, then you record and then you play back the cassette and you can hear yourself, you know, playing back and you, you already get excited from that. Uh, I mean, it was already very exciting even with nothing much those days. So I just, I just carried on. I just carried on until, until the day uh, mom could afford a sampler at that time for me. I think it was the Ensonic uh, uh, Mirage or Ensonic uh, something. EPS. Yeah, so I started sampling and started to make my own metallic sounds uh, and, uh, you know, pretend I'm, I, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, but I think within, within a year or two and then uh, some friends in school also taught me the, the piano a little bit. And then from, uh, yeah, uh, my first song I learned to play was Somebody. Uh, yeah, actually, like, taught, learned to play the whole song Somebody. It's just uh, taught by a friend. Yeah, school friend. So, okay. so is that also when you kind of began to figure out uh, what what actually went into music? Because the thing I, I really liked about electronic music is it's very DIY. It's very sometimes it's very OMO one man operation, right? So you really get to figure out like all the different parts yourself. Yeah. Right? So that's I think it's a very very good very sharp learning curve, but very good for musicians to kind of figure out all the different parts of the song yeah because while while catching the the tunes you're also hearing the drums and then you you hear mm. the bass line and then you you can't play everything so in in your mind i can only play one thing at a time if i'm like hitting yes. the drums <laughs> i can't play anything else if i'm playing that bass line dun, 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 i can't play anything else oh i mean like i gotta use left hand and right hand i figured that out sooner <laughs> you know later on uh but it's just uh, filtering, listening up uh, to parts in, in songs. I think that kind of trained mm. my, uh, 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 my mind. I think for all of us as well, mm. to split things up. Yeah. Split things up. Uh, yeah. I mean, the different tracks and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And then uh, there were no sequences those days. So it's just, huh. it was difficult. But I didn't, I didn't think of that last time. Yeah, the MPC came later. That was late, later, later stage. Yeah. So, so when would you say was the, the what was the first song you ever kind of wrote yourself? The first song, uh, uh, the cassette should be uh, 1980, 1980, uh, well, 86 or something, 85, 86, uh, first uh, early recordings of. Uh, Electronic compositions. Uh, they were surprisingly uh, mm. melodious. Uh, I, I I didn't <laughs> I didn't give my parents nightmare. Uh, thankfully, they 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 were melodies. Okay, 
Depeche Mode songs, they all have melodies. I, I yeah. wasn't trying to be any, yes. anybody else. I was trying to be like them. So I composed my own melodies. And but the my melodies ended up with a lot of minor keys and uh, a lot of seventh chords. Uh, they they're not pop. They're not pop. They're all very depressing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I figured my way out. Okay. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think I, I I first got to know you back in what ninety one or something. Yeah. Definitely after my NS, and uh, and by that time really you had I mean when when. When I went to when I went to his house, Kev, mm. he he had like two or three different keyboards. It looked it looked like one of those super cool studios, and this is his bedroom, you know, <laughs> in in a, in a, in an HDB flat, mm. and he had all these cool things on there. I mean, and um, and and one of the cool things was that he, one thing I remember he was telling me, uh, case was that oh, in the future people actually don't need to learn how to play instruments; they just need to know how to press buttons. And make music so real, come so out true. From, the, from from a computer, and I'm going like, what? Really? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I would have, I would have rewind back the clock and slap myself in the head. <laughs> yeah, like don't don't say things like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at, but uh, we 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 um you know you you we actually put together a very very a very very. Oh, he showed me how to do tracking and stuff like that mm. by recording the drum beat, a bass line, some synth work. And this thing, which I was very in awe of at the time, sampling. Mm. Because he had all these different samples. He had speech from certain people. I think Alan Wilder, a lot of depression was speech. <laughs> like, had to, like cut up from different interviews and stuff. And then he put them all together and then put a back beat behind it. I'm going like, wow. Such a, you know, it's such a cool sounding track at that time, which I, I mean, to me at the time, like, like I think we mentioned before uh, in, in several episodes of the podcast, we were just recording by putting a boombox in front of a band and everybody playing and trying not to you know, destroy the boombox <laughs> along the way. But this was well, this kind of recording, and then you know, he could actually like quantize the, the beats so that everything was on time. You know? So that was quite interesting. And, and, you know, the uh, funny thing was that at that time, right, uh, we didn't think we're the only ones. We, you, 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 of course, you don't think you are a pioneer. Because everyone else is right. doing it at that time. Everyone right, else, like right, Joe, right. uh, CU1359, right. uh, the CD that came with the uh, Big O magazine. Yeah. And, mm. and then you yeah, listen to yeah. those stuff. They, yeah. they, 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 it's like I heard some things here and there. So I and and I'm and I want to belong. Uh, so so I mean it's something I love, and I never thought I was uh, early pioneers or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think none of us were thinking in those sort of terms, la. <laughs> It's all about the music. That's yeah, all you care. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. This is sexy little boy. I think one thing that was quite unexpected for me, anyway. Uh, was the fact that you turned up um, doing stuff with Days mm. for, for the song? Yeah, that was. Uh, could you talk a bit about that? Like, was it just that song, or how did the whole thing come about? Ah, Don Bosco, uh, schoolmates, huh? SGI. Uh, oh, okay. We were in um, like Sec Four, like this band. I'm. I was a bad keyboardist, lah. But anyway, I was in this band. <laughs> Don Bosco is in it. Uh, some some friends. So so we knew each other. So I, I went abroad to study 
uh, I went to Toronto to study. I came back in 1990. And right. then um, I think I Don think contacted me, like asked me if I want to do drums, drum programming. I don't know how, how we got in touch. That, that part's very fuzzy. But that's <laughs> 19, 1991. Mm. Don Bosco asked me if I could do program drums for uh, some music. So, right. so I, I did... I, yeah, I did the drums for drum programming for days. Right. Then uh, Adrian Ho, Adrian Ho singer, Don Bosco on guitars. Then I was on drum programming. When that thing came out, were you were you surprised that it became a hit? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh. I mean, <laughs> what, yeah, what, 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 what a question, what, Chris. <laughs> no, no. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's not as if it was a hit and I go, yeah, of course, man. You know, yeah. I put my drums on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't know what was going on. No. Okay. It's just doing some drum programming and the next thing you know, it's like, your tracks get played on radio and then you just tell mm. your mom, hey, mama, that's my track. Right? You know? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when you first heard it on, on the radio and stuff like that? Or uh, 91, uh, 1991, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then it became... How does a song called Sexy Little Boy become number one? On radio, our radio song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> radical. Very radical. Straight. <laughs> But we, we didn't, too, didn't think too much then. Uh, we were just quite thrilled. Uh. I, I mean, I was thrilled. But, but it's, not, it's not a title that you can uh, like explain to your mom. Uh, so I just said that, you know, the, I didn't come up with the title. Uh. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah, very good. Disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean sexy old boy, huh? <laughs> I, I just played drums. I just did the drums. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just did the drums. I didn't know what it was called at the time. Yeah. <laughs> that would probably be true. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fun, fun times. Yeah. So 1991, yeah, that time. Yeah. And then, uh, so after was that was that then that you, uh, I think I, you got signed on also, right, by, by BMG. Uh, was that around that same? Uh, time that one, that one was that one was later. I think uh, Pony Canyon. Oh, okay, that, okay. that time was Pony Canyon. Uh, oh, Pony Canyon. Uh, yeah. of, of course, uh, my band, uh, my mate Paul T, Paul G, uh, hmm. this bunch of friends. Uh, I mean, they also. I, I can't remember how they got to know me, contact me through another friend maybe, and then in nineteen ninety three. Uh, we did for Asia Bagus, uh, uh, yes, yes. Sheikh Haikal and Ashidik uh, construction site. Construction, construction, construction site. site. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so the song was uh, who, who's afraid of and whatever. So it was, it was for their competition, uh, Asia Bagus competition, and they won. So the winning song was by me lah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 some, some rap, rap, rap thing lah. Uh, yeah la, Yeah. Yeah. So was this before or after? There was this thing called Hip to the Hype. Yeah, so right right after this, uh, Paul T, Paul G, me, uh, you know, we figured we could form uh, this group and we call ourselves Hip, 
hip to the hype. Uh, right. Well, right. I think Paul T came up with the the name, um. So I just went with it. Yeah, any, anything is fine. It was just just fun stuff, fun days. Anything, call us anything. So that was nineteen ninety four. I got my notes here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nineteen ninety four. Okay. Okay. At the same time, 90, 1994 uh, uh, was also the the time I did for Chris Ho Pang Mang Hang. Uh, mm. oh, right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, classic. Classic. Yeah, Miss Chris. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. So Pang Mang Hang was uh, Chris Ho nineteen nineteen ninety four. Okay. And you, what were you, what were you doing on that um on that album? Uh, Little Sister. I think it's a Elvis Presley song, a oh, remix okay. of yep. Little Sister. It was done in George Long Studio in Serangoon Gardens at, at right. that time. Right. Uh, that that were early early stuff lah. Early, well, I was just rolling mm. with, with whatever that comes. I just do. Okay. Yeah, that's nineteen ninety four. Yeah. All right, all right. Then 90, 95, then uh, some other stuff. I, I really have to look at my notes, really. It's like <laughs> Dick Lee, 19, Dick Lee is 1995. Uh, that's when, uh, yeah, some others. Yeah, Kit Chan, 1995 also. Hmm. Yeah. But there were the recordings, by then they were a digital recording stuff, right? Uh, the recordings were... Or on analog tape, cannot be right. dash, dash tapes, uh, right. Right. Open reels, digital uh. digital tapes, uh. digital tapes. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, George was the the engineer that. So did, how did how did Quad Mix uh, uh come about then? Quad Mix was one of your yeah, incarnations back in those days as well, right? Yeah. So after a couple of years of doing all these kind of tracks, I suppose uh my my mates Paul T Paul G figured we could form like. Uh, like a more serious group. I mean, they were all serious, lah. But maybe a mm-hmm. like a something else, something else. Another, another, like we because I like to do beats. We all like to do beats. Mm-hmm. So we want to do break beats. We want to do like beat stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. so we form quad mix and and uh and that was nineteen ninety six. Then came up uh with the album rocking the third floor. Our studio was on the third floor, like Bookie Shop House. So we were just rocking the third floor. Was this also was that the one with the with the song uh, Trick Rider on? Trick Rider, yeah. That that was uh, the first single from uh, that album. How how would how did how did you guys I mean what's the recording process like for for you guys you know by 1996 or 1995 I joined the studio to work as an in-house uh, composer for Opus Opus was the recording studio at Oki so I was the in-house composer and I and I get to play around my toys uh, my drum machines and uh, day in day out so I would do the beats. I would do the whatever tunes, bass lines, whatever. I would come up with a skeleton, a draft, or something, and then I would do anything I want. And then Paul T would come in and listen and say, "Hey, like, uh, 
how about adding this, uh, this stuff? And so we all worked together in that sense. So I came up with a skeleton and I start out with the whole arrangement. Paul T comes in and then he could uh, add in some creative ideas, ask me to change maybe. Uh, at, at that time, I was young. I didn't know when, when would be a good uh, part of the arrangement to drop the drums and come back in again because he was a DJ. He, mm. he, he knew when mm. after 16 bars or 32 bars, you drop, drop the beat, <laughs> leave the bass lines, roll back in after uh, you know, 16 bars. So I learned, I learned from him a lot now. during that time. He was also a mentor to me. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's how every track was arranged with me starting out to do skeleton structures, basic structures with melodies and bass lines already in. And then, and then from there, we just edit until we're happy with, the, with the, yeah, each track. And then some of the tracks I'll just do on my own, uh, you know. So what was the response like to the music that you were putting up? Uh, again, uh, uh, just as I was very surprised with Sexy Little Boy, I was very surprised again that I was awarded the uh, top, in uh, top instrumental <laughs> track after. Oh, no, you're so humble, my friend. <laughs> no, no, no. It's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous because I remember my thank you speech. I remember my thank you speech was a little bit like, not something I would dare say again. I, I said that I'm very surprised because it seems that I'm the only one. How, right. how can my this track be top instrumental? Right. If this is top instrumental, means there are not, there's nothing else. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to the extent was my thank you speech. Right. I, I think I, it was a quick one, but you, you know what I mean, right? Mm. If that track could be top instrumental track in Singapore, you're telling me there's nothing else. Uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> my God. I, I'm, I'm trying to like, yeah, I don't know. It was just ridiculous. But anyway, I was thrilled. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Was that, what, was that for what? That was for what? Trick Rider or? That was Trick Rider. And then, uh, guess what? The next two years, uh, again, top instrumental. So three years in a row. Uh. Wow. Okay. Means, means uh, for three years, uh, nothing else existed. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't yeah I know mind trip was one of them right mind trip if I remember correctly yeah yes yes hmm. yeah mind trip uh trick rider mind trip uh tweaking freak what kind of title did I give these songs <laughs> yeah but yeah fun fun times anyway yeah so that so, was nineteen ninety six yeah so what was the uh, electronic scene life like back then Not, nothing nothing I. Yeah. I didn't get to watch any electronic acts other than anyway, it was just from the big old CDs that I know there is there's Jason Tan, my mentor right. as well. Right. Jason Tan was a convent garden. garden. Yeah. Yeah. There's C135 now, there's Joe and uh, John Kampala. Uh, Back then John, John Kampala. Yeah. 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 So so there were a few of these and then Pony Canyon bands. I knew they were meddling in electronics and stuff, but mostly guitars. But I didn't yes. watch any, I, I didn't get to witness or attend any electronic concerts. So didn't really bother. No money to attend any gig anyway. So but were there any local electronic yeah. gigs back then? No. But definitely as part no. of a variety programming at, at the substation. Oh yeah, la. I mean corporate tall being boot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very afraid of the substation uh, because people throw cigarette butts and beer cans. So yeah, yeah. I'm very scared. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Especially if yeah. we turn out without a guitar, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially if you don't have a guitar. <laughs> you don't have a guitar, you might, yeah, yeah, you, you might, your head might get chopped off, I don't know. So, kind of, so I'm always at the back, right at the back. <laughs> I, I know one gig that you definitely saw. Uh, you, you managed to meet your heroes when they came to Singapore, Depeche Mode. Oh, wow, that one. Uh. Yeah. I mean, what are the chances that your friend happened to be the boss of the company who brought them in? <laughs> so he calls up one day, hey, okay, sir, you, your father got car, right? I said, yeah. Can you borrow your father's car? No? I said, yeah, where are you going? Where are you going? Uh, can you just drive me? I'm just going to pick up uh, Depeche Mode from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> what car? What car? What car request is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no la, I busy. Like, I busy right now. <laughs> yeah la, right. Please uh, la, do, like like there ain't no time for this sort of nonsense. Uh, okay? <laughs> like, nothing, nothing better do uh. <laughs> So I I drove to Chang uh, airport to pick up Dave Gahan. I I I picked up Dave. Nice. Right. Yeah. The the three 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 other cars picked up the uh the the other three and I picked up Dave the last car. So that's. That's how I ended up hang, hanging around at the Goodwood Park Hotel and mm. uh, <laughs> at a stadium, soundcheck, just just hanging out, yeah. Eat seafood and all that. Did you? Did you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> mem- memo- uh, memories, uh, me- most memorable. Uh, Martin Go uh, walked out and saw me, asked me when I got a cigarette. Nah. <laughs> so I just say, I was like, Marlboro Mentor likes. Is it just fine? Yeah. So so just had Marlboro Mental Lights with Martin Go. I mean, me- memorable stuff. After that, I, I wasn't really a fan anymore. <laughs> la. Why? Like they're hu- because I found out they're human. Yeah, right, right, I mean, right. that, that's normal. <laughs> they were gods, ma. So after I lit cigarette from one of the gods, I realized, hey, you're not a god, you're human. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, dear. <laughs> So you, you did try to pass them your demos, uh, your, your music. Wow, wow. cringe, cringe. Cannot, <laughs> cannot, cannot do things like that. <laughs> Funnily enough, the, the tour was the devotional tour. So <laughs> Yeah, good memories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, okay, so that was your, your brush with, with your heroes and all that. But Brush yeah. with the gods. Brush with gods. the gods. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice track. Uh, nice track title, Brush with the yeah, Gods. Yeah, yeah. yeah, see, there you go. Next one, next one. Yeah, write it down. Write it down. Writing it down. Writing it down. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe you can also talk. I mean, because you you were also very uh, involved in, in the Asian uh, music scene as well. I mean, you mentioned Kit Chan earlier. How did how did you get involved with Kit? And um, you know, and, and how did and where did that take you? To? Uh, through my mates, uh, my mate Palti, uh. Mm. I got to know, you know, the, the other artists, uh, Chris O, and then after that, Kit Chan. And we had to do Stand Up for Singapore remix and then sung by Kit Chan. I can't remember what year, hmm. but I remember it was Stand Up for Singapore remix and the singer was Kit Chan. I didn't know who she was. So during the recording, then uh, I, I, I had a smoke outside. She came out, then we hung out, started to chat talk about music and then uh, we continue hanging out from that day as keep talking about music and then uh, we jammed and uh, like try to do stuff uh, at my home studio at that time mm. so we came up with uh, I mean she wrote a lot of poems uh, so one of them was Lonesome Dreamer Lonesome Dreamer was in right. the, uh, one of her early albums right 
And, and yeah, and then and then uh, again, surprisingly, ocean butterflies at that time like approved it. Like it was a weird one. It was a such a depressing track. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, Kit loved it. I loved it, and and yeah. So that's that's that was the beginning of uh, my uh, working relationship with Kit, and and we we kept in touch ever since. So this would be what ninety the nineties as well. Wait, uh, see my notes. Uh. <laughs> wow, don't know, boy. Oh, Lonesome Dreamer, 1995. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, it's interesting that you said depressing because, I mean, looking at the material that you sent us, one thing stood out was the manic depressing angst. Someone wrote that, uh, I didn't write. <laughs> you know, someone wrote that. Uh, I was wondering how that got into your bio. <laughs> I, I was a very dark kid, lah. My room was painted black, you know, I lit mm. candles. I was a very dark kid. Everything I play is like minor keys, you know. Just, just, uh, yeah, too much Depeche Mode. Lah. Yeah. <laughs> Over, very, 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 very good, very good for soundtracks nowadays. <laughs> so this is like by the mid-90s, you know, you really have your thing going, you have you know, you're, you're in Opus, you're working with Opus, you're doing all these tracks for other, other people. I mean, it would seem like, like to other people looking in, they're probably like, this guy is you know, living his dream because he started out wanting to do music and now he's, he's in every other pocket of music. You know what I mean? So from the outside, everybody would probably say that, you know, you, you were definitely, wow, you know, you set out to do this thing and you accomplished it. Well, uh, just as those three years showed me that there was no one else in Singapore. I, I, by then, by then, I wasn't surprised right. that, that uh, I keep getting stuff. It's like, then, then you start to feel, oh, okay, who else? Me? Oh. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, well, not exactly that way, but I, I didn't really think about that. It's just so much fun to do music. I, I was, I was so happy. I was so happy to just, I, I, I eat, sleep. You know, I lived in the studio. I didn't go back. Yeah, um, I packed my luggage and told my mom that I'll just be in the studio. Don't worry, I'm not traveling. I'm, I showered in uh, and, and just play music every day, just doing a lot of tracks. I end up archiving a, a hell, hell lot of tracks. I, I don't know. I just, I, I wasn't thinking too much. Uh, just, it was just all about the music. Yeah. Speaking about like working with people, well, you also work with, I think, Sandy Lam. At one point, uh, the 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 Sandy Lam part was in the two thousand something. Before that, uh, in two thousand one, I released a house music album. Hmm. That that was uh, the track with the polyester cookies, and right. it was on vinyl. Yeah. That was two thousand one. Wow. Yeah, and then late later on, uh, then uh, Sand Sandy. Wow. Okay. I, sorry. Uh, I'm just looking at this. 2001 uh, house music album and then after that after that again uh, Kit Chan's uh, poetry book mm, mm. so I was just doing stuff and then uh, Zircon Government Porn Stars uh, right. uh, 2003 so was that after you set up the 2403 or before? Studio 2403 was in 2004 2004 oh. 2005 right that's when Sandy uh, contacted me. He left mm. a message and said I was recommended by, I think, 
Dick Lee. Okay, yeah. But, uh, Yi, Yi Lin. Yi, Yi Lin. Yi Lin is with Music and Movement at that time. Yeah. Uh, Dick, Dick Lee. So I did for Dick Lee before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Singapore album. I, then I think the recommendation to Sandy was that Case, uh, this guy in Singapore, he does some weird stuff. Maybe you can try calling him and might do something strange and a bit unique for you or something like that, to the extent. Uh. So Sandy contacted me for that purpose and I say, what do you want me to do? And then she says, you just do your thing. I send you, let's say, what do you need? I said, just send me the vocal tracks. And then I said, how do you want it? She says, anything. Wow. Uh, she didn't change uh, anything. Wow, really? Wow, nice. Yeah. Oh, she did wow. not say uh, this part, this, this part, that, or maybe you could this here, maybe you could this, that, nothing of that sort. Oh, wow. That's amazing. She just says, here's uh, the four tracks. You just do whatever you want and then we'll use it for the concert. Wow. Okay. That's it. So so th- that was uh, also very memorable. Very, very honoured uh, to, to... Yeah, lah. Yeah, I, I didn't go too wild, you know. It's still commercial stuff. This Sandy here. Okay. <laughs> like, no, no Depeche Mode, huh? No Depeche Mode. <laughs> no. <laughs> Keep it a big, a, a, a nice fine balance. Right. Uh, right. Balance. It's, it, it's funny anytime you say that because Depeche Mode is one of the best-selling bands of all time. <laughs> yeah, la, but 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 they 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 make they make my stuff sound depressing, la, So <laughs> not too much, uh, Not too not much. Too yeah. much. <laughs> But it's I mean the, the stuff that you did was used in actually for her for her con- you're saying her concert, her tour, right? For that period. November. Ah, okay, November 2007. Okay, we've got a month now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry? No, just kidding. I said now no. we have a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not that we are demanding that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. On my notes, actually, got months. Okay, okay. I no need to read <laughs> nice. that much. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Guess what's the biggest uh, lesson you learned um, from having to do all these things? The biggest lesson, okay, maybe, okay, the biggest thing I found out, right, is that I realized I, I stuck to my own sound and I mean, from my youth, mm-hmm. and I have this sound that, that people recognize me for. And if I keep sticking to my own sound people are actually looking for me for for my sound uh right so i i realized like you know just stick to i mean if you have something in mind and you enjoy something you stick to it one day whatever you're doing whatever you're stuck to that you become so good at uh, people keep looking for people will some people will look for you for for that that sort of thing yeah so i learned that carving a niche is uh important mm. yes if anything even till now and i have friends calling me or some jobs coming to me and they already know what what i will be giving them so they don't really uh 
control control me too much. It's like where if I come to you means I I kind of know you're going to be doing this kind of thing. That was the biggest thing for me. Putting out your own stuff in a way mm. um, versus doing production for other people. You know, do you then do you pressure yourself to go like well you know I kind of did that with so and so already. I don't you know if I want to put out my own thing I have to come with something totally. Or wholly new and wholly original again. Uh, actually, everything that I've done for everyone was totally new and wholly new. So, <laughs> okay. so because they they, so let's say I do something for Sandy Lam, right? Right. If I remove her vocals, the entire piece of music is me. Right, hmm. right, so, right. So, so if I remove all of Kit Chan's uh, voice on every track, and I post it up, they are actually just my electronica tracks. There's is nothing, nothing much that. Uh, that is not me. So I actually put myself in a lot of the tracks. I try not to completely give up my hope, my my own my own soul for like you, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So if you ask me to do something, like a lot of me will be in it. Yep. Uh, yellow, yellow. So, so so where do you get your inspirations? From your musical inspirations, where do they come from? Uh, the rebelliousness, uh, being rebellious. Uh, after some years, by by now, I would know that you know I can't read notes. Uh, I don't care for music theory. So, uh, enjoy that. You know, like break the rules. Uh, do all kinds of stuff. Be, uh, do nonsense. Uh, I have I have uh, I have played chords with like uh, not matching bass lines and. Mm. And after a while, uh, you listen to it and it's like that actually can kind of work too. Yeah. You know that sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. So just continue this kind of thing. I I I stray from the. You know, it's just my thing, that I stick to lah. Yeah, that I still stick to today. So I I I know how to uh walk a fine line. So now that I kind of know music theory and also know what I can do, I kind of walk. I can walk uh-huh. the fine line. Hmm. I can produce a very commercially acceptable track, and yet with, within, mm-hmm. uh, there's something. There's a lot of my elements in it, and that sort of thing. So it's it's just all a balance. And yeah, the important thing is I must have fun, lah. Otherwise, I don't want to do. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to then since? Uh... I, I know that you put up stuff on SoundCloud re- recently. So oh, the SoundCloud uh, was a pl- when SoundCloud came about. It was a great place to archive your music. So there's stuff from my youth and all that. I started archiving. Hmm. So it's it's my archive. So I got two SoundCloud accounts. They are my archive, and then I started to buy uh, modular gear, more electronic gear, strange stuff. You know. Yeah. Uh- just in yeah. case you're wondering, he's yeah. he's actually pointing to his equipment. Yeah, right. <laughs> so there are modular stuff in front of me over this side uh, that I will just plug in and uh, see what I get. So re- basically nowadays is I like to plug things in, see what I get, record them, mm-hmm. and then while in front of my my uh, door, my uh, workstation. I try to arrange them in some logical manner until I'm satisfied and I I may release them one day. So I mm. just construct stuff. I play around and construct stuff. Mm. So I've, uh, you know, guitars and all that. Uh, <laughs> wow, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I've got a drum set uh, over here also right. for making noise. So 
So basically, I like to make noise with everything. So I, I continue to construct uh, things. <laughs> I, I enjoy Lego la, when, in my youth. So music is my Lego now. You know, when when do you see yourself putting all these constructs into like uh, releases that can be that you might want to put out to the world? So uh, after collecting some archive, uh, maybe one two years later, I'll listen back to them again and see how I feel. So now it's like maybe five years later, I listen to stuff I did from ten years ago till now, and I decided I handpick a few tracks and my 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 friends label. Soul Matters recordings was, uh, yeah, they, they heard it and they asked me, like, do you want to release? Then I said, okay. okay. So I will be releasing stuff like, like that. I mean, a lot of stuff are not like done immediately and then I release. Mm. So I still, have, I still have archive to dig back, uh, mm -hmm. dig out, then remaster, mm -hmm. maybe change some things and then release. Yeah, so I've, I'm just digging through my archive and releasing them. So I've got a, new album that was recently released oh, okay. uh, through Soul Matters Recordings. It's called False. False. Yeah, it's false. It's like, it's false. It's not, it's not true. It's not, it's not true that I just did this album. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so like, it, it's like, I felt like I released this album and it's, and, and everyone would think that, hey, I've got like new stuff, but no, like, it's not like, it's just stuff that I archive. If you're releasing your stuff through Soul Matters, then are you putting out anything through your through your two two four zero three? Um... Uh oh, the the name. Oh yeah, my the other yeah the other one yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah the other one two four zero three R is to release things that are a bit more unusual, not my dance self. Case Case Woods Case Wood did a lot of house music. Mm. Uh, and and break beats and then so two four zero three R is doing more experimental, um, yeah, a bit yeah, just two different, how you say, uh, yeah, just different monikers for different kinds of uh, different slightly different genre. Okay. Mm. More a bit more experimental, especially electronica. Everything's electronica, just mm. slightly different genres. So do you get a chance to listen to any of the newer local uh, electronic artists? Yeah, I kind of follow on Spotify the top, uh, there are a lot now and mm. they, <laughs> yes. wow, I, 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 I feel very, it's like, wow, it's like, I'm, I'm so, I feel so amazed that, I, I feel so amazed, I'm just so amazed that they're all just international, just very, very high level. I felt like I'm listening to like anything else from uh, any 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 what America, UK, Korea, yeah, mm. just to me, just top level stuff. So yeah, like Kevin, you know, like you remember, I think I bumped into you. So we go at ten gigs at local yes, bands, yes, at local gigs, right, and yeah. all that. If there if there is like X or there are X or there are gigs and all that, I would be out there attending also because I'm just so amazed. Yeah, it, they inspire me. Mm. 
yeah, they also make me want to, uh, you know, I want to do stuff too. They, they all do, I want to continue. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good stuff, man. Any, any uh, particular local artists you recommend to our listeners? Uh, wow. You see, la, now my... <laughs> put on the spot. <laughs> yeah, put me on the spot. What's that? Yeah, okay. Uh, Okay, you know this uh uh my my mentor Jason Tan, he yes. he's an engineer and he produces a lot of uh, electronic acts as well. Mm. He himself is an electronic act. Yes. So October is uh band is October uh, with Vanessa Fernandez. Yeah, yes. That was some time back and mm. and the stuff, the syndicate stuff that mm. they, they 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 do. So they are also electronic guys. Yeah, I enjoy enjoy all that. Um, Intriguant mm. just released an album. Yeah, I I follow I follow their their releases. Yeah, and also uh, I mean a lot of my a lot of them are my friends now. There's another guy called Shin X H I N. Uh, I mean he's been touring Europe for like a decade and nobody knew. You know, quiet guy. So. I and all, all their productions. Um, yeah, but those are still considered a slightly older generation. The newer mm. generation, I really cannot remember names. Okay. I, I just go on Spotify <laughs> and, and just listen. Yeah, very, very popish. A lot of them may not be my my taste, but I'm I'm open-minded in that sense. I'm I I I don't yeah, I'm not a purist. Yeah, mm-hmm. I enjoy anything that you know anyone puts out. Yeah, let's say you go to a gig, right? And then there's a young, uh, a young uh, electronic artist down there, and then they come up to you and go, "Oh my God, you know your case! Wow, you won the award three three years in a row." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What kind of advice? Uh, if they ask you mm. for advice, what would you say to them? Um, you know, in, in this current climate of, of I will always keep you know. telling them, "You, you, you got to do stuff. You come up with stuff. Just do anything. Archive it." Don't 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 keep looking out at like, oh he he did this and and this is my hero. Sure, I mean we all have heroes, but now now look back at yourself. Look look back at your own creativity. If you are if you're a musician yourself, uh, always check check back in. Uh, do stuff and and never think like, uh, you know I I I I'm not as good as them or anything. It's right. it's all nonsense. Yeah. So just. Like keep doing stuff and and I always tell them it's like how about how about I tell you to email me some tracks uh next month you know like email me some mm. of your tracks let's let's talk about your tracks don't don't talk, talk about me I've got stuff released really mm. so it's your turn like don't don't stop and just don't stop that try not to stop that yeah I don't know stop uh, stop uh, because you need to earn money and pay the bills yeah, I don't want to say yeah, too much about yeah. at the end of the day it's about the work so called that means our music work, right? Yeah, it's just gotta be. It's just gotta be done. It's just gotta be churned out. It's not no point. Yeah, don't 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 think about uh don't don't think about like I, I can't this I can't that. Just do something. Yeah, yeah. Anything like anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So just like keep keep rocking. <laughs> you know, uh, what would you say then is 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 the best thing or or the worst thing about being gay? <laughs> the the worst thing ah. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's not really a worst thing now, but it used to be mm. being me 
with putting too much emotion on like my hobby. Uh, this one is a bit personal, but not, like I said, nothing bad. Mm. I didn't follow that kind of path that would make someone rich and would mm. make someone have a lot of money like a lot of my friends from school. And, uh, you know, they big house, big cars. Mm. Uh, they, I, I, I have nothing much in that sense. I am, I, I, I can get by. Uh, and yeah, but it's not regret. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I regret. I, I completely did not. I, I, I didn't think about the business. I didn't think about the money. I've forgotten about that. <laughs> so I, yeah. So the fact that I'm, I'm able to pay some my bills because like through opens and like friends coming to me and do jingles and things like that. It's, I just, I, I feel very fortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's all. Uh, but it's, it's not the worst thing about being case, uh, but for, <laughs> but that would be the worst thing. Uh. Okay. Yeah, by 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 being like quite broke half my life. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best thing then? What's the best thing? Best thing, ah, uh, I get to do whatever I want. <laughs> okay, mm. okay. Yeah, I get to do the music I want. I get to, I, I get to enjoy. I'm just I'm just very emotional about about the about music. Yeah, I get very emotional. So, so that that would be just be the best thing that I get to uh, do. My mom, my my parents, my mom didn't force me to be a doctor, lawyer, or anything like that. Mm. So, that's the best thing. Yeah, I think it's it's to me like, the best the best music has to be about emotion, right? Yeah, yeah. How how much you put yourself into to to your your creative work. Yeah, if you think about the money, the, the, the product actually comes out different. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a bit different. That can also, I mean, nothing wrong with that. Yes. <laughs> just, it's, it's just different. Just different. Yeah. I've done that before. I've done purely like to, for, to, to construct something for, for the money. It, it's yes. just not something that I even remember now. Correct. Wow. I mean, I think you, you reach a stage where, I mean, intellectually, you're able to craft something like that. Right, it's just that it may not engage you emotionally. That's all. Yeah, yeah. It's like we we all have the discipline to do any any kind of music, play any kind of chords or whatever. Now Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but to do something that I I'm like close to me is, is special. Yes, of and, course. And 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 I like that. We I think we all like that. Yeah okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh. Well, we don't take up too much of your time, but uh, I would say what. So if people want to find out more about Case or, or your music and stuff, where, 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 where can they look for you? Well, social media would be just, just all the common, you know, if it's, if it's uh, YouTube, it's YouTube Case Wu. Okay. If it's Instagram, it's Instagram Case Wu. Uh, Twitter also, uh, well, Twitter is different. Twitter is Studio 2403. Okay. Then SoundCloud, SoundCloud would be SoundCloud slash Case Wu and SoundCloud slash 2403R. Either that or Spotify, uh, search Case Wu or 2403R or Google. uh, Yeah. You make some noise, uh, you're already on the internet. Yes. 
yes okay very, very true very true okay yeah the new generation very lucky very short yeah that's true yes but that also means there's more competition so to speak yeah yeah but still <laughs> yeah they're not going to be the only gig in town <laughs> <laughs> uh well they are, they are they they'll have more pressure to come out with good stuff long yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah and we'll just enjoy it <laughs> yes <laughs> we yep, enjoy yep, the output yep. yeah yeah it's a good problem to have <laughs> yeah yeah okay well uh thanks very much case for for taking time out to, to thanks case talk, thank man. you Thanks, Chris. It's, Thanks, Kevin. Thank you so well. much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's my pleasure, man. Good to see you guys. Thanks very much, man, for for taking time out. Oh, yeah. I think Keith cannot hear us, really. Oh, <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. Can you hear me or not? So my, my I can hear you now. Yeah. Can okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think I kind of lost the audio. Oh, right. But oh, you guys can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah. Can hear you. Can hear you. Yes. Hold on, uh, hold on. I can't. Okay, okay, I can't hear you guys, but I think uh, we're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, I didn't record on my side. Oh, fail. No matter. I, 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 I see that I can split. You recorded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You okay. I, I, my, I think my my Bluetooth died. So. Okay. Okay. I no no. I mean, I I can. I think I can split the split the tracks from this side, so that should yeah. be fine. Okay. You can't hear us, you know. <laughs> yeah. no, I can't. Wow. Oh, okay. Can you hear now? Okay. All right. Yeah. You can. You can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All good. right. Yep. Thanks, yep. guys. All right. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. That was funny. It's funny, right? The the guy with the with the studio with all the cool equipment. Yeah, all the cool equipment, and he's even first. I mean, he can't hear us, and then he didn't even record. That's priceless. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's usually how it works. I mean, that's yeah, that's true. That's true. That's the way life goes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's about it. Thank. Uh, we'd like to thank Case once again for taking time out to join us on the Lion City Rock podcast. And uh, thank you guys for, for listening in. And um, if you like this, please uh, leave us a like or share this with your friends. Uh, drop yep. a review. Share, share, share. Mm. Drop a review or, or comment uh, on our Reddit. We have a subreddit. Uh, we'll put the link in, in the notes as well. And, uh, you know, don't forget to tell everybody and, you know, keep on rocking. And we'll see you next time on the Lion City Rock podcast. Yep. See ya. See ya. Bye. Ciao.